This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. KYW Original Podcasts. It's a Monday morning in Philadelphia, and we're talking about an Eagles victory. They came back, they beat the 49ers, upset the 49ers on Sunday night football, 25-20. to Merrill Reese and Mike Quick called every single play on the radio. Merrill, good morning. Thank you for joining me on Very Little Sleep. In your estimation, why were the Eagles able to win this game? Because they made plays, but not to pat myself on the back, But when we talked about the keys to the game on Friday, I told you key number one was win the turnover battle. And they came up with two interceptions and a fumble recovery, and that was the biggest difference in this game. Certainly the difference. Turnovers always make a difference. I mean, I'll just read some stats for you, Merrill. Merrill, they they outgained the Eagles 417 to 267. Passing was 301 to 174. Rushing was 116 to 93. They had 25 first downs. The Eagles had 18. The 49ers had 70 plays. The Eagles had 59. So turnovers, because the Eagles had three takeaways. They had the Rodney McLeod interception, the Alex Singleton interception, and then the Cravon LeBlanc strip sack, which I think was the momentum changer in this game. And oh, that was, was and that was one of three plays, Merrill, that I that I singled out that, that really I think highlighted this game and this comeback victory. LeBlanc's strip sack which shortly led to Travis Fulgham's 42-yard touchdown. And then on the very next play from scrimmage, Alex Singleton's pick six. Do you think that those three plays were the difference maker in this game? Well, I think they were, but there was something else that changed the whole tenor of this game. And I wasn't for it at the beginning of the game when they lined up for a two-point conversion after breaking the ice and going up 6 nothing. And I said, let's... Let's get the seventh point. You don't want to just be up 6 nothing. And then when they converted, I said, I love it. But as, as it turned out, really, that changed that whole game because without that two-point conversion, they would have had a chance. The 49ers would have had a chance to at least tie the game at the end. You're totally correct because they were in field goal range. Bethard, who came in for Nick Mullins, who did not play well last night, Bethard came in, C.J. Bethard came in and drove him downfield, and he had a legitimate chance at the end when he tossed it up, and Kittle actually almost got it to win the game. It felt, if Merrill, it felt like the Super Bowl. Your call and watching that play, literally, I mean, that may be a stretch if people are just listening to this. It felt like that last play of the Super Bowl, Brady threw it up, and they had a chance in the end zone, and it was batted around. And last night, it was batted around, but the Eagles batted it down, and they won the game. That was the final play of the game. And you're right. Those two points really changed everything because if it was, set, if it was one point and, and they only got a touchdown on that play, the, the 49ers are not down by uh, more than a field goal on that, on that last drive. Um, 
And, and, yeah, and, that, and the other big thing is George Kittle, right. who is a remarkable football player, maybe the best tight end in the National Football League. He had a great game, but with the game on the line in their touchdown that gave them 20 points, they had a chance to make it 25 to 22, and he dropped the pass in his hands. First of all, C.J. Beathard, the quarterback, could have walked in for the two points. Right. He elected to throw to Kittle, and it bounced off his hands. But they also would not have had to even be in that situation if, if the Eagles were not successful on that two-point conversion. And, and, I, and I'm with right. you, Merrill. I, when I'm watching that and I'm listening to you, I'm thinking the same thing you are. Why is Doug chasing points so early in this game? He doesn't have to. Just get the seven points and, and play defense and, and score more points. But he was aggressive which was the exact opposite of the week before when he wasn't aggressive and he was getting crushed all week for, for punting the ball in overtime and, and not going for it. Yesterday well, was... It's the same thing when he had a chance to tie the game. It was a long field goal, 55-yarder, but well within the range of Jake Elliott. Chance to tie the game on a fourth and four and win for it, and that was the drive that ended up giving them the game. Exactly. And that was, he also went for it on the fourth down that you mentioned. So yesterday was the Doug that we're used to rather than the Doug we saw against Cincinnati. Do you think that, that all that talk in the week about not being aggressive kind of like lit a light bulb in Doug's head that, hey, like I, I've been successful in this league by being aggressive. Let's be aggressive. Do you think that had any effect on it? No. Doug, Doug has a way of thinking. He doesn't respond to to public criticism. And there's an old saying that a, they, a coach who listens to the fans is still as soon seeing with them, sitting with them <laughs> in, in a case where there would be fans. But the, the truth of the matter is when we look back now, revisionist history, that tie ending in a tie is why the Eagles are in first place right now. in what I like to call the NFC least. It's, it's remarkable. Uh, Travis Fulgham, I, I would love to talk more about Travis Fulgham. He was called up from the practice squad, signed from the practice squad on Saturday. So Travis Fulgham, who played all of three NFL games for the Lions last year as a rookie, had no rece receptions, only targeted three times last year. Last night, he gets his first reception and then his second one, which was the touchdown. And, and Merrill, I, went, I, I compared the stats. Travis Fulgham, has his, and, I, I don't, and I don't mean to be mean to J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, but Travis Fulgham has as many touchdowns as J.J. Ortega-Whiteside does in the NFL. And I think, the, I think it's like 16 less games, or, or at this point, 15 less games because he played last night. So I guess my question is, why do you think it took the Eagles this long to give Travis Fulgham a chance? Well, because it's, it's a year where you don't have a body of work. Maybe if there had been a preseason with preseason games, he would have had a chance to really step up. Mm -hmm. But you can't see it in practice every day. That's a, that's a fair point. How happy are you for Alex Singleton? Oh, he's a great young man. He's a guy who played a lot of football in the Canadian League, came here. He was on the, the roster last year, came up from the practice squad, and he's a guy who would make a lot of special teams plays. But he loves to play football. He's always smiling, always upbeat, and I was thrilled for him. He looked so happy in the post-game press conference. He had a huge smile on his face, huge smile as he was leaving the field. Uh, Carson Wentz uh, had another interception yesterday, uh, seven interceptions on the season, which matches his total from last year. He had, a, he had another rushing touchdown, did some good things on his feet. What was your overall assessment of Carson Wentz? I thought he played well. I think he's capable of better, but I thought he played well.
the interception was on a deflection. And I've always felt that deflected balls that are picked off shouldn't count against the quarterback. It was really the defense and a breakdown on the offensive line where they were in his face and crushed the ball as it came out of his hand. But that being that as it may, he did a lot of good things. What do you think, Merrill? Because the Eagles didn't have um, any takeaways on defense before last night. They had that one um, special teams takeaway. What do you think led to the three takeaways on defense last night? Well, the fact that they were aggressive, the pass rush, and the fact that Jim Schwartz always points out that turnovers come in groups. <laughs> they really do. You get one, you get another, things begin to build. And that was the whole thing. Defense hadn't taken the ball away the entire season, and last night they took it away three times. And it's and it's honestly, in addition to those plays that we mentioned earlier, it's 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 why they they won the game because the, yep. the, the stats were so much in, in the 49ers' favor. Merrill, I I um yesterday watched Dallas Cleveland, and Dallas gave up. 49 points to Cleveland and Odell Beckham was running all over the field. And while Dallas, you know, they, they look impressive offensively and I, and I agree with you. They're probably more talented than the Eagles. The Eagles are in first place this morning and what you like to call the NFC least. C- can you believe it? I can. And I thought that Mike McCarthy blew their chances of winning because they were down by 27 points. They made it a three point game. They still had time on the clock. And they went with the onside kick, mm. which uh, Cleveland came up with at midfield. And one play later, on a on a flank or around, Odell Beckham ran fifty yards and into the end zone. Uh, it's you know the Eagles have not played good football this year. Uh, you could argue they should probably have at least two more wins, you know, against Cincinnati and Washington. They don't. They're one, two, and one. And you know, in, in normal years. They probably are, are well out of it at this point, or, or they're in a giant hole. But right now, they're in first place in the NFC East. And if they keep, you know, Merrill, it might, and this, this, this division might have a seven, six game winner make the playoffs. I mean, it's, it's, it's really possible. Well, you never know. Or, or one of these teams could get hot. The Eagles could start getting people back. Remember, they had 17 people on injured reserve, they could start wow. getting people back and develop as the season goes on and be a much better team, say, going into December than they are right now. Well, they, they, they possibly turned their season around last night. You definitely can't deny that. Merrill Reese, it was enjoyable to listen to you as always, and Mike Quick and Howard Eskin last night on the radio. Thank you for the time. Get some sleep, get some rest, and we'll talk tomorrow morning. Thanks, Dave. Voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.